me, myself, and I, it's all I got in the end. That's what I found out. And there ain't no need to cry. I took a vow that from now on, I'm gonna be my own best friend. Welcome to the Unlock Lab. I'm your host, Tosca Mateo, And that's right, we're gonna talk today about how to be your own best friend. Before I get into that, let me share a little bit more about myself. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and I own the company Tosca Coaching and Consulting, and I do transformation work, whether it's culture transformation for organizations or transformation for your own leadership and career goals. I'm the chick that's going to help you get to the next level. If you want to learn more, go to toscadimateo.com. All right, let's get into it. This is one of my absolute favorite topics. I talk about it all the time, and it's very connected to the conversation around inner critics, which I talk about all the time. All right. So the journey of how to be your own best friend is one that takes consistency and persistence. At least that's what I found out in my own life. It's been a journey of undoing all the beating up of myself. And I couldn't think of a better topic to drop for you around Valentine's Day than this. It's really important that we do the work to love ourselves. And that's not a phrase that I used to even enjoy saying or even learning about. But the reality is that whether you're looking to feel better about this challenging time of year, or you're looking to be a better leader in your organization, or even a better entrepreneur if you're running your own business. To me, the biggest unlock for transformation is about truly learning how to be your own best friend and loving every single part of yourself the parts that you may feel shame about, the parts that you've been told are no good, and just owning all of it. Because what's the alternative, you know? And it's not a linear journey. I mean, I've been on this path, you know, since (laughs) forever. I mean, you guys know my story, you know? Like, I look differently than everybody else. I do not have the standard identifiers of beauty in in today's culture. And it's really hard to love yourself in light of these headwinds. So this journey of self-acceptance and self-love is so important because what happens is if we don't love ourselves first and foremost, it will impact everything about how we treat other people and how we love on other people. This work is transformative. The very simple thing that I can say for tips on how to do this is to treat yourself well, to treat yourself as you want or would want your best friend to treat you. And it may sound cliche, y'all, but buy yourself flowers. I used to wait for somebody to buy me flowers until I realized I can buy them a damn self. And they bring me a lot of joy. And I realized 
you know what? I can give this to myself. I can celebrate myself. I can honor what lights me up. And that's just one simple thing that you can do to build the practice of loving yourself. On this journey of being an entrepreneur, I have to really put this stuff into practice because I can really be hard on myself around this trajectory and the process of building a business. And so I often have to be my own best friend by giving myself a break, you know, by honoring that it is hard and that I'm doing everything that I can. And that's kind of rewiring the things that I say to myself. You know, that's kind of stopping in the tracks, those inner critic thoughts that come up that say, eh, you're not doing it right. Eh, you're not doing enough. You know, eh, you're not worthy of love, all those things. And we have to start to rewrite that. And one of the ways that we can do that is to start talking to ourselves in ways that we want others to talk to us. And that is just a consistent practice that day in and day out we have to do for ourselves. So start a practice, whatever that might look like for you. And if it's hard to like say it in your head, write it down, sing a song to yourself that makes you feel good, that honors yourself and your journey. There's a lot of tricks. There's a lot of tools in the toolbox you can use. So play around with what works for you to start talking to yourself in a way that uplifts you rather than brings you down. You know, the other piece of this work is not just to treat yourself like your own best friend, but to honor that there may be people in your life that don't deserve to receive your energy. And doing that weeding process is about how you can be your own best friend. It's about honoring what's not for you anymore because you are about elevating. So if you've got friends that are dragging you down, if you've got friends that are jealous, if you're in environments that are less than supportive, I'm going to need you to think about what your exit plan is, what your boundary plan is. And yes, that includes work environments. You know, there's a lot that we can do on ourselves that will actually change the environments we're in. That's why I do this work, because when you can be your own best friend, you can show up differently in your workplace. And also, there may be some environments that really are not intended for you to stay there long term. You know, it's kind of like relationships. They're kind of there for like a, a reason, a season or a lifetime. If you've ever seen that beautiful quote, the same thing for jobs and work environments. It may not be a place that makes sense for you to stay. If it's dragging you down, if it's toxic, if you've done everything that you can to do the work on yourself, then consider what changes need to happen there. The big piece of this work is really around building awareness, building awareness of all the ways that you are being anything less than a best friend to yourself. I remember when I first did my first video and I put it up on LinkedIn around the work that I'm doing now, I was watching it over and over and over again. And over the course of a couple of days, I realized I was just super emotional and I didn't know why. And I had to really stop. In fact, I had to get on a call with my coach because I didn't know where this emotion was coming from. And what I realized is I was beating myself up over what I saw on the video. 
I wasn't looking at it to like truly critique and look for my own feedback. I wasn't looking at it to celebrate myself and say, oh, I did it. I was being hypercritical of myself. And so I had to discover, you know, through my own awareness of what I was doing to myself. So that's something for you to think about is at the end of each day, ask yourself, where was I my best friend? Where was I my own worst enemy? And then start to evaluate what can I do differently? Part of what you can do differently is to disrupt yourself first and foremost. Once you have that awareness of how you're not being your own best friend, disrupting that can look like getting outside and changing your surroundings. It can look like spending time with an animal or a pet, getting some self-soothing. I don't know, grab your stuffed animal, whatever you got. You can move your body. You can dance to a song, listen to your favorite music that reminds you of who you are and give yourself, like I said, a different thought on repeat that actually serves you. These are all very tactical ways that we can start to disrupt the stories that we're telling ourselves where we're beating ourselves up. So especially around, you know, we got this like whole Valentine's Day situation that can be really triggering for people. It makes you think about what you don't have. So I really want you to be in that practice of disrupting yourself and saying, what can I do differently? Because I don't want to fall in that same trap that I've been in. We often spend a lot of time focused on what we don't want what we're unhappy about, what upsets us. The way that we can get out of these weeds and out of this despair is to give space to what we do want and what we're calling in for ourselves. So whether that looks like journaling, writing an essay, whether that looks like creating a vision board, or just giving yourself time to meditate and visualize your future self. These are all ways that we can be our own best friend and say, hey, I'm moving towards what I do want in this moment. And this current moment will also pass and it won't be this way forever. Sometimes we get in that trap of beating ourselves up for the past decisions we've made and past experiences. And so a big part of this practice of how to be your own best friend is to also deeply forgive yourself. You've always been doing the best that you can with what you have. So to be your own best friend is to let go of those things that you're beating yourself up for. There's all kinds of forgiveness practices. I talk about the um, Hoponoponopo forgiveness prayer. Forgive my pronunciation, but it's this Hawaiian forgiveness prayer that can be said over and over again and directed at yourself or directed at others. There's a real power in that. You can actually YouTube that and and find some different meditations on that prayer, actually, if that calls to you. I remember really recognizing some key things in my life that I hadn't forgiven myself for. and. Every time that I, you know, kind of run up against those moments, I really have to take the time to say, what is it that I regret? What is it I need to forgive myself for so that I can move on and take the lesson from it? 
Because that's another way that we can be our own best friend is rather than beating ourselves up for things that didn't work out is to say, what did I learn? And, and therefore, what am I not going to repeat in my life? And that's that forward-looking mentality. Being your own best friend also means tapping into your support team. And this can take on a number of different forms. It's like, you know, we don't have to suffer by ourselves. When we're really struggling, yeah, sometimes we got to sit with our feelings. We got to understand what's going on. We have to dissect. There's, there's great power in doing that work internally and with yourself. And I think there's even greater power in engaging with others and saying, I'm struggling. You know, it's like, hey, I've got this triggering date coming up. Maybe it's February 14th. Maybe it's another, you know, kind of milestone day that's in your life. And maybe you want to be surrounded by some love and some comfort. So ask those people. You know, it's really, really powerful work to be in community and and giving yourself support. Maybe it's, hey, you realize I need some therapy and so I can really heal and move through something. Or maybe it's like, I need a coach because I need to figure out how to move forward. Oftentimes when I work with folks, they may currently be in therapy or they realize that they need to also receive some therapy support because there's things in their past they haven't fully resolved. And getting that kind of support is Woo, that is the definition of being your own best friend, of really saying, like, I want to stop these patterns and I want to move through them versus around them. And because that's what healing is it's moving through the difficult feelings and emotions and experiences and seeing them in a new way and understanding them in a new way so that you can be the best version of yourself. Being our own best friend is also about being in gratitude for what is. Again, we can beat ourselves up for our circumstances, our situations, and things outside of our control. That's a whole nother situation, right? This topic of, of like, we're not in control. We are in control of finding gratitude. You know, so even, you know, in the years that I was beating myself up over my appearance, I was also really grateful for who I was. You know, I'm I'm grateful that that I have these other qualities and and honoring those things. And so I'd like to challenge you to start writing a list of what you're grateful for about yourself and see how much there is for you to be grateful for about who you are. What a powerful practice. And, and also a gratitude practice just calls in more things to be grateful for. So I'm a big fan of that work. The other piece around being your own best friend is really about setting your intent. Do you have an intent this year to be your own best friend? Maybe you don't, but I'm encouraging you to consider, is that something that you need to work on? As I mentioned, I firmly believe that being a great leader and finding fulfillment in your career and in your life starts with finding fulfillment within yourself for exactly who you are in every given moment. Because then you can be not only in non-judgment of yourself and of your past, but it enables you to have and hold more space for other people and where they're at. 
And there is no greater gift than being able to hold space for other people's potential and what other people are going through. So being your own best friend is quite a ripple effect for the world. And that's why this work is so stinking powerful. I hope that this conversation is helping you to rethink a little bit about how you're treating yourself and to consider what would support you in being your own best friend. You deserve it. You're worthy of your own love. You're worthy of other people seeing exactly how beautiful you are inside and out. And I want that for you because it will change your life when you start to make decisions that are in alignment with being your own best friend. If you have any questions, comments, ahas about this topic, please, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out and find my information at coachtosca.com backslash contact. All the ways you can reach out to me, but I'm so thrilled and grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this podcast episode. I really, truly hope that you feel it to heart and start to change that relationship with yourself because you're freaking awesome and you have so much to give to the world and you're here for a reason right now in this moment. Believe that. All right. Thanks for coming to the lab. I'll see you next time. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.